recorded live in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Trivial Warfare. More than just a pub quiz, Trivial Warfare is your gateway to a worldwide trivia community. Join your hosts, Jonathan. Take these broken wings, it's Mr. Mister. Broken wings. Son of a beasting. Chris. I thought it was about a tree falling. I thought I was talking about a person going down. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Carmella. My vodka is telling me that no, they didn't. And the answer is yes, they were in 1854. You lied to me. Ben. Jonathan was literally, he was literally about to break things. He wasn't kidding. He was about to get it from his desk and destroy something valuable. (laughs) And the rest of the Trivial Warfare Army for another week of fun and games. Now here's your host, Jonathan Oaks. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Trivial Warfare. We are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. My name's Jonathan, and I am here today with Mr. Chris Hollister. Hello, Chris. This does not look like your apartment. Again, with the same bad joke from it the first doesn't. time. It doesn't. It looks different. Or I thought I went to your apartment today. <sighs> Nobody was there. It's good to be back on. Thanks, man. So on today's show, we have Marcus Ellis, we have Josh Mullen, and we have Brad Doyle. Uh, all right, Josh, this is your second time on the show. Remind everybody where you're from and what you do, my friend. I am from the Seattle area in Washington, and um, I collect taxes for a living. And Thank you very I much. really enjoy that because I'm a weird sort of person. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping for a, for a good showing today, expecting to have a lot of fun. So, Josh, when you say you enjoy collecting people's taxes, what I hear in my head is Prince John from the Robin Hood cartoon movie. <laughs> taxes, that's basically it, yeah. Taxes! Dancing with the money bags? That, that's totally you. Yeah, that's the most important part, actually. That's the first day of training is uh, the correct way to hold up your arms as you shout taxes. The, so. the evil cackle, yes. Right. So, um, Marcus, tell everybody where you're from and what you do, my man. I am currently in Everett, Washington. I work at Boeing up here, and nobody needs to worry. I'm not actually a mechanic, so it is still safe to fly. (laughs) What do you do for Boeing? I work in a shipping warehouse. We basically support all plants across the country with nuts and bolts, and uh, yeah, so I'm a storekeeper, essentially. Very cool. That is very cool. That's uh, In in Florida, warehouse means super hot work. Is it super hot work in, in Washington? Well, uh, when it's not raining, it actually does get warm up here sometimes. And yep. uh, yeah, it's a warehouse, man. There's <laughs> there's barely any windows. And sometimes when you leave, you're kind of, ah, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Bright thing in the sky. That's some tough stuff right there, man. Good job. <laughs> yeah, you're just up the street from me. Hey, I know somebody that works for Boeing. Do you know them? <laughs> like, oh, that, yeah, see, that's the question. See, he said it that way because... There are so many people that work at Boeing, and it's always, oh, do you know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know that one person in the largest <laughs> per square footage building in the exactly. country. No, I, I work for we a relate health, to that. Yeah, I work for a healthcare agency here, uh, our uh, insurance and everything. And so, as soon as somebody hears it, it's like, oh, do you know so-and-so? It's like, yeah, we only have 11,000 people that work for us. Sure, absolutely, I know them. <laughs> oh, yeah. We hang out all oh, the yeah, time. Oh, yeah. I hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very cool. Welcome to the show, my friend. Yes, thank you for having me. 
Brad, what about you, man? What do you do and where are you from? Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. Um, I am a Catholic priest and I serve a parish, actually three parishes in rural South Louisiana. So uh, it's uh, St. James, St. Philip, Our Lady of Peace. And uh, we're basically in the middle of cane fields, sugar cane fields. And um, not much out here, some plants uh, like uh, industrial plants and sugar cane. And so uh, uh, I'm a priest here. I serve the people and just uh, walk with people and try to be a good servant. That's fantastic. And did I hear correctly that you host a trivia game at a bar? I do. Yeah. It, it, when I was in Baton Rouge at LSU, um, I had a trivia team. You know, we went to Chimes. It's like a bar right by LSU. And uh, I, I'm not the best player, but I gather really great people around me. And then I had to move. You know, I was ordained, uh, got sent out to to Vashery, and, and I met the owner of the only restaurant bar in town here in Vashery. And I said, hey, you want some extra money on a Wednesday? Open up and I'll I'll lead a trivia night. And uh, he was uh, he was open to it. So I started it. And about half the people are my parishioners from my church. The other half are just uh, people just coming in, uh, you know, going to a trivia night led by the the priest in the town. How freaking cool is that? Amazing. I love this. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. I've I've actually had some pretty great encounters, like conversations after you just drink beer after and talk and people you know, asking questions, coming back to church. I mean, it's, it's a really cool thing. There is there, when it comes to religion and when it comes to uh, anything of a spiritual nature, you are more likely to succeed in your mission if you're willing to be one of the people as opposed to being above the people. So what you're doing there is fantastic. Love it. Thank you so much. It's been a blast and I, and I hope it keeps going. All right, so Chris, yes, my friend. Jonathan. Yes, Jonathan. I think it's time. To bust a rhyme? To eat a lime? It is time for the mother joke of the day. No. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> can, I get, can I get warmed up, please? It's time to warm it up. A trivial warfare today. And there's only one person who can warm it up for the TWA. And that's Chris. And sometimes Jonathan. It's time to warm it up. Anyway, okay. Everybody thinks I sing that song. I do not actually sing that song. Do they song. really Just think that? No, of course not. Why would they think that? Because I am terrible. You can't sing. You're that's, worse than I am. Oh, that's... I call shenanigans on you that You are statement. worse than I am. I am not worse than you are. We can have a sing-off right now. Uh, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're lucky he's here. Oh, bring it on, Anyway, all right, so this warming up curse question comes from Adam DeLong. So, Adam, thank you very much. Thanks, Adam. All right, and Adam had a pretty cool He's little question. He's going to teach us DeLong and short of it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Adam had a pretty cool little And actually, he had a very long one. I had to, I had to scale some of it back a bit. Um, <laughs> he had DeLong one? Oh, jeez. Are you enjoying yourself <laughs> just a little bit? All right, he gave a, a list of colleges, and he wants to know what their mascots are. Oh, no. Yes. No. Hey, you said you wanted to learn more about colleges, mister. No, I told you to learn more about colleges. This is how I'm helping you out. All right. So I'm going to give you the college, and you tell me what the mascot is. All right, gentlemen? All right. All right, Brad, how do you feel like going first? I'll do it. Let's do it. All right. We're going to start off in the ACC. All right. You got Virginia Tech. Um, it is the, it's not the Hoosiers, it's the, not the Sooners, 
Virginia Tech. Ah, they the Virginia Tech special teams. <laughs> no, they're good at special teams. No, their teams are special. All right. So does anybody want to help them out? Hokies? The Hokies are correct. <sighs> IQ just went away. Josh, you get uh, the University of Pittsburgh. University of Pittsburgh. Yes, sir. The fighting Dan Marinos. <laughs> I'm going to have nothing. The, the only way I get mascots is when I do the March Madness bracket for my kids because they want to pick you know, the mascots. Uh, and it's basically, they just pick Wildcats to win because that's <laughs> every other team's uh, name in the NCAA. I, uh, I got nothing for Pittsburgh. I okay. will say Steelers. I'll All say right. Steelers just in case they copied. Is it the Panthers? The Pitt Panthers? Man, it is the Pitt okay. Panthers. Well Whoa. done, Jonathan. All right. So, Jonathan, our last, uh, our last uh, question in the ACC before we move on, it is NC State. NC State. That's um, that's um, the Fighting Valvanos. <laughs> what is their name? They're the they're a. I feel like they're a dog. They're a wolf. NC State wolf, not Timberwolves. Wolfhounds, not wolfhounds. Uh, I don't know this one. I don't know. Uh, I'll say the uh, NC State wolves. You are so so close. I know. The answer is the Wolf Pack. The Wolf Pack. Dead coming. Wow. All right. So now we're going into the Big 12. Brad. Okay. You get Baylor. Uh, the Baylor. The Baylor uh, Bailiffs. Baylor. Uh, it's Cubs or Bears. The no, Baylor no, no. Bears are Bears. correct. Nice job. All right, yes. Josh. I was going to give this to uh, Marcus, but since you're here, Oklahoma State. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, Oklahoma's the Sooners. I, yeah. Oklahoma I'm not going to give you Oklahoma. I'm, That's just too easy. I got to properly warm you up, Mister. Ah, uh, well, it hasn't worked yet. And I, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I got nothing. I think. Uh, do you want me to help you out? Absolutely. I would love that from the South. There, uh, I think it's the Cowboys. Should have been a cowboy. It absolutely is the Cowboys. Should well learn to rope and ride. All right, Jonathan Yo. from uh, Scott Barber's state, the West Virginia West. Mountaineers. That is absolutely correct. Boom! Hey, <laughs> wait, really? Yes. <laughs> you see my sticker that he sent me? No, I didn't. Oh wow! Look at that. Take me home to the place where I belong, West Virginia. So Scott Barber sent me a West Virginia sticker. And uh, it found its way onto my laptop, and when we get video going in this room, you'll uh, you'll start to see it. Very cool. All right, so now we're going to go into the Big Ten. We'll do two more rounds, and then we'll call it a we'll we'll call it a day. So, uh, Brad, yep, you get Penn State. It is the Panthers. No, 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 no. Lions. Nitt Nittany Lions. Yeah, oh, Nittany Lions is correct. Well Shoot, done. Man. The re he got the rebound. Yes, he did. He got <laughs> he got his rebound. All right. So Josh, you get Purdue. The Boilermakers. Boilermakers yeah, is correct. Yeah, ask him one about right. an alcohol. He got that one. <laughs> Jonathan, you get Northwestern. Ah, uh, Northwestern. Oh man, what is their name? They're they're um, is it Wildcats? The Northwestern Wildcats. Yes. Well done, man, Jonathan. Lucky you're Wildcats. doing pretty well here. When in doubt, when in doubt, guess Wildcats. That was that a part of me did go with that strategy. 
Actually, more than 70% of that was that strategy. <laughs> the Northwestern Johnsons. All right. Oh. <laughs> so for your very last category, we're going into the harder section that uh, that Adam created for you guys, and we're going to the Big Ten. Why can't right. we get some SEC? I mean, right? Of course I skipped the where's SEC. The LSU, where's the LSU, man? Well, that's because if you say if you say Tigers, there's like three different schools in the in the SEC true. that have Tigers as their mascot. How many Bulldogs you got? Yeah, not just two. one, two. Oh, oh that's two. A, yeah, really, dude? You're gonna counts. forget Georgia? No, I'm gonna forget Mississippi State. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. So in the Big Ten, go dogs, Brad. You get Maryland. Um, it is the Maryland Terrapins. Nice that job. Is correct. My father was a Maryland Terrapin. Oh, was he really? I didn't know He was know also that. an Auburn Tiger. Oh, there you go. He had. I, I found out later that he had a similar college life to, to me where he did one thing. It's like, no, that didn't work out so well, and then ended up going to school at a different school later. Isn't it kind of fun sometimes, Sam, that you are your father's son? Yes, for uh, real. All right. So, Josh, mm-hmm. you get Rutgers University. Oh, God. Oh, no. No way. Uh, you can ask for help the, if you want. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to put in a guess of the Rutger Howers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a winner. That's, you know what? That's, he gets points for you that. You get points. Yeah, absolutely. You get points for okay, that. Okay, good, good. That's your warm it up, Chris. Question episode. Adam, thank you again. That was, that was fantastic, fun. Adam. That was uh, no no two ways about it. That yeah. was great. We may bring that back. There was he left a bunch more on there. Sweet. So yeah. All right, well, then, guys, it is time for today's game. It's going to be Jonathan against Brad, Marcus, and Josh, and it is time to play the game. Play us. Oh, yeah. Y'all know what time it is. This is Mr. Literateur himself, cordially inviting you to the game. This is six rounds of trivia goodness. Three questions per round. Every right answer gets you ten points. In the middle, we'll take a pause for the cause and ask a midpoint question worth up to 20 juicy points. After round six, you can wager any or all those points you've been building up and take a shot at the final round. It's a series of theme-based questions we call the gauntlet. It's just that easy, baby. But this game ain't gonna play itself, players. Let's get it on. All right, round one, question one, Chris. All right, round one, question one. Category is sport ball. Sports. Wow, we go from sports to sports, huh? Exactly. All right. The question is, the Big Three Basketball League is a three-on-three style league that was created by what rapper and actor? I'm locked in. It's Ice Cube. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, Jonathan. It's Ice Cube. And the answer is Ice Cube. That is correct. They're in the middle of their second season right now. They have teams like the Ball Hogs, Trilogy... Three-headed monster. They got a lot of threes in their names. <laughs> All right. Category or question two category. And I didn't realize who was going to be on the show today. The state of Washington. The category is the Bible. <laughs> Wait. All right. Oh, great. I'm just yeah. You're putting me up I'm against a priest in a Bible category. All right. This is, this, <laughs> Chris, this is bullshit. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. Oh, oh, hey. You, uh, All right. Uh, Hey, Absolvo, nominee <laughs> The question is, what animal was used to describe Jesus 104 times in the New Testament? I'm locked in. I don't like how easy these are for you so far, Jonathan. Not a fan. So, uh, That's, it's it, definitely it, a fox, right? <laughs> <laughs> what does the fox He was hungry lamb. like the wolf. Agnus Dei, Lamb of God. 
I'm going to go ahead and trust both of you. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. The Lamb of God will take away the sins of the world. I said a lamb. The answer is lamb. Correct. Man, okay. Now that we got some... We, the first... We got some speed, Lou. Let's go speed game, Chris. The first round's a little... A little... Uh, ease you into it. And then uh, then we get a little bit harder. So your, sec- your third question in the round is categories in movies. What was the nickname that Danny Zuko gave his customized car in the movie Grease? I am locked in. Yeah, no. I have Grease not Lightning, seen Grease. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely that though. No, Grease yep. Lightning. <laughs> I would. There's a song about it. Yeah, there is. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, let's Grease let's lightning. think. Let's think. Uh, well, okay, I mean, okay, okay. That's the that's the song. Is it just lightning? Is it Grease Lightning? I mean, think even deeper. I mean, I don't. That's that's what p- sticks out to me. I see what you're saying. I mean, the song is Grease Lightning, and he says it about 49 times. So that's some thunder right there. That's some Oklahoma City thunder right there. Let's let's go with Grease Lightning. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm down. Sorry, I almost threw up when you said that out loud. <laughs> All right, so you're locking in with Grease Lightning? Yeah. That's what we're yeah. locking with. So I want to make a correction to the question. Okay. It's not Danny Zuko's car. It's Kanicki's car. Oh, but but Danny Zuko drives it in the race, and he named it. But it's not his car. <laughs> oh, fine. What did Danny Zuko give <laughs> give Kaneki's customized cars? What name? name did he give? Yes, it? he named it Greased Lightning. The answer is, and it's tearing up the quarter mile. The answer keep is, talking, oh, keep talking. I can't because you keep singing. Oh, keep singing. <laughs> the answer is Greased Lightning. Well done all around. All right, Jonathan. So that was the end of the first round, and it was a fast one. It's 10 to 10 to 10 to 10 to 10 to 10. It's 30 to 30. All right. That was a grease lightning round for sure. All right. Round two, question one. We get a little harder. Category is literature. Literature? Literature. All right. And your literature question is, who is the author of the New York Times bestseller, Eat, Pray, Love? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, I don't know. Eat, Pray, Love? Yeah. Eat, Pray, Love. It's one of those people. <laughs> or the people. Oh, man. No, not that group. The other one. Oh, fudge. Fudge. <laughs> exactly. Fudge. Um, all right. I'm locked in. All right. Jonathan is locked in. Gentlemen. So I'll, all I have is uh, I've written down <laughs> chicken soup for the soul. And then I wrote down Campbell's, but I think it's just because I said chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> Campbell's. <laughs> Campbell's <laughs> soup for the belly. And I think it's because Jonathan was eating soup earlier. It was Campbell's. So. It's the it's the sort of thing I I know I'm going to kick myself when I hear it, but I I'm not going to pull it, guys. I mean, um, what about like a major a major um, like televangelist or a mega church pastor like uh, Joyce Myers? Maybe Joyce Myers. <sighs> I mean, I could tell you more about the movie than I could about the book. I oh, is, I it, is s- it? It's it's a movie. Yeah, it's got Game Julia Roberts and yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. it's not Joyce Myers. Uh, <laughs> no, it's so, about this woman's trip to India. Is it India? And she I yeah, it's a, so. like a spiritual awakening sort of journey where she finds herself. But I mean, Meyer is a better answer than I'm gonna get. Yeah, I got a big I, bag I, of nothing. Yeah. I thought it was a non fiction kind of like self help oh. thing. I know. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, well, uh, I mean, let's go with a fictional author. Um, anything? 
Yes, name a, name an author who's gonna... made, made up. <laughs> a fictional uh, author. I, I don't think I'm going to get anything better. I'd say we go with Meyer. Well, then we got Stephanie Meyer in case she branched out after Twilight. So Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I honestly had no idea, um, but I guess Toni Morrison. Okay. Well, it was an autobiographical book. So if you watch the movie and remember the character's name in the movie, uh, Julie Roberts did play Elizabeth Gilbert. All right. Elizabeth Gilbert did you play love. Okay. Your question two uh, category is hip-hop geography. And this this question is actually by uh, Paul Paquette of TriviaHalloFame.com. So, Paul, thank you very much. Thank you, Paul. Paul's right. a good question writer. All right. The question is this, and I love this question. This was fun. It's actually Paul Pocket. Pocket? Okay, Paul, I apologize for that. Please forgive me. So, Paul Pocket. Paulie Pocket? Oh, uh, don't make fun of Paul. You can't softball him in like that. <laughs> all right. Anyway, all right. The question is, don't hate this. This word is not a rap term. It's a desert that is actually a dry lake bed. What is it? What? <laughs> yeah. The question is, <laughs> don't hate this. This word is not a rap term. It's a desert that is actually a dry lake bed. What is it? I can, I can, well, I don't want to lock in. I want to talk to you. This is so wrong. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's wrong. I'm locked in with my wrong answer. Okay. So, Brad, Marcus, Josh, what do you got? So, I was, I was thinking of uh, Death Valley. Like I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but maybe that's too disconnected. That's I I I, I played it in my head, and that's um from maybe it's just because I'm a priest and I'm Psalm twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you think it. that's why you thought of it. It's Gangsters Paradise, Coolio, but don't hate this seems to be the. And he said we're looking for one word. One oh, word. Well, then yeah. everything I said is false. <laughs> don't hate this. I think a goby. Sahara. No, I think it's going to be a term for the the specific, not a specific desert, but the term of a a dry lake bed that is is now a desert, like the Salt Lake in Utah. And all. Oh gosh. Other geography terms I'm thinking of are estuaries, but that's like a that's a body of water. It's not a right. <laughs> just throwing things out there. No, uh, I, I I've got I've got I've got nothing on this one. Yeah, I'm trying to attack it from the lyrics part of it, but that could be so many songs. Any songs that just don't don't hate. I just, I can't I can't place it. Don't. I can't it can't touch this out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Doom. Uh, Hammer. Hammer. It's <laughs> not it's not right. <laughs> my 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 music so hard makes me say, "Oh my lord." I mean, do you want to just put... I, I would say bass in or something like that, but I, I it doesn't fit with the hip-hop part of the clue, but that's I mean, all I got. I mean, maybe bass. Bass, drop the bass. I'm down with that. I mean, Sure, I, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Okay, locking in with bass in. Okay. All right, so... Jonathan. The, the only lyric piece that I can get there is, you don't hate the player, hate the game. So I said that's the exact- player. Yeah. All right, and the answer is... <laughs> oh, my player. gosh. Oh my oh, God! I'm so mad as you said it. It's the, that's Spanish. Yep. The definition oh, is a noun. Oh, it's an area of it. flat, dried-up land, especially a desert basin from which water evaporates oh. quickly. So, Jonathan, uh, well done. It, Playa is correct. Is that connected to Playa? 
Yeah. I'm sure it's the same thing. Uh, I might be uh, pronouncing okay. it wrong, but anyway, but Paul, thank no, you very that's, much. That's written that way to <laughs> okay. be pronounced that way. Anyway, but Paul, thank you very much for the question. It was great. Loved All right. It. Your question three category. We were talking a little bit about music earlier. Well, this is a music category question. And your question is, who is the first female artist to have an album debut number one on the Billboard album charts in 1987? I've been listening to an awesome show that I want to recommend to everybody. It's called Hit Parade, and it is by Slate Podcasts, and they do chart history, trivia kind of stuff, and it's fantastic. And I'm sure that that's where Chris got this question. No, but they were talking about the the first number one album of all time. And then that led me to getting to those questions. Like I said. <laughs> Jerkhead. All right. What woman, 1987, first number one album, a debut. That's correct. Debut, meaning debut their first album. Is it the debut of the album or their debut? No. Debut of the album. Thank you. In other words, the album's first week on the chart was number one. All right, I'm locked in. All right, gentlemen. What y'all got written down? I have Whitney Houston, Madonna, Janet Jackson. Those are exactly the names that I have. (laughs) I I have Janet Jackson written down. I have Girls Just Want to Have Fun. So I think that's Cindy Lauper, maybe. Yeah. That's 87. I was born in 87. And, uh, so when I was one, I was listening. No. She's not right. <laughs> All these young people. I know. I also have Joan Jett in the Black Hearts written down, but um, I don't know if there's the right time period. I was just listening, listing, you know, female artists. So right. But were they were those Joan Jett or Cindy Lauper? Were they big enough to have an album debut at number one on the charts? Like they had to be big enough before the album debuted in order to hit number one immediately so like the whitney madonna janet jackson i don't maybe yeah i kind of threw that one in there not i felt stronger about madonna and houston the the time seems right for madonna for me but that might be toward the beginning of her real album Mm. releases she was i mean when was like like a virgin that was like mid 80s i mean she's got a big huge puffy dress on He's rolling around. Do you want to say Madonna? Madonna's what I wrote down first. That's what I feel best Same about. But. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, go for it. All right, Jonathan. This is where game theory really makes it hard because the the obvious choice in my mind is Madonna. She's the hit maker from the 80s. But game theory tells me that makes it too easy. So it's just probably not her. I, I think it's highly likely that it's Janet Jackson or Cyndi Lauper. I don't think Whitney... No, Whitney, no, Whitney broke big. Yeah, it could be Whitney, too. She broke big right after... The Bodyguard? No, no, no. She broke big after <laughs> Live Aid with uh, whatever... Oh, what's the name of that song? We Are the World. We Are the World. Right after We Are the World, she hit it. But I said Madonna because that seemed... I, I didn't know if you were trying to be tricky or not. Okay. The answer is, in 1987, it was Whitney Houston. Oh, dang it. Dang it. Uh, okay. They didn't lose any points. Nah, sure. <laughs> when you said uh, when you started talking about like a virgin, I made a bet on a on the Apple Cup with my old boss, and he lost. So we went to a karaoke bar, <laughs> and him, a thirty three year old man, sang like a virgin, <laughs> and he crushed it. 
It was amazing. <laughs> like falsetto and everything. Didn't know he had it in him. Wow. Like, man. Hey, if you're going to do it, you do it right. That's exactly right. You crush it. <laughs> awesome. Hey! <laughs> All right. After the second round, Jonathan has a 10-point lead. It is 40 to 30. All right. Going into round three, your question one category is architecture. All right, so the question is, what New York City building was the first man-made structure to rise above 1,000 feet? Again, the question is, what New York City building was the first man-made structure to rise above 1,000 feet? I'm locked in. Oh. So easy easy would be Empire State Building is right up there. It's like, that's like during the twin, oh, 20s, that, like before the uh, Great Depression. Is that whenever they were building that? Art Deco. Yeah, here's my my lack of East Coast knowledge in general. So, yeah, your team has a West Coast bias there, Brad. Empire State Building is about all I got. Rockefeller, so. Rockefeller Center. I mean, I when was Rock, when was Rockefeller doing his thing? And Jonathan talked about this earlier. Game theory. It's like, uh, uh, right, yeah, Empire State Building does like, seem to. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, we are. I'm not the best, so maybe they're just helping us out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that's what Jonathan does for for everybody is help them out, <laughs> especially with trivia questions. So, um, I mean, Rockefeller Center would be a gettable, uh, nameable building that that isn't like the first choice. It's right across the street from St. Patrick's Cathedral. Yeah, <laughs> I keep yeah. bringing back the Catholic stuff. I'm sorry. Hey, if you can connect it. <laughs> Whatever gets you to it. the answer. How big is it? <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. huge. Rockefeller. When is Rockefeller? He was he was steel. I mean, is that like in the teens? I don't want to throw us the wrong, wrong way, but I, I I mean, I would put. You want to put Rockefeller? Yeah, I, I feel better about that because, like you said, if we're talking game theory and Empire State Building seems too easy, then let's go with another recognizable. If y'all don't have any other thunder, it just popped in my head at Rockefeller Center, and if I get it wrong, I won't talk for two questions. Well, let's not <laughs> let's not promise that. Let's uh, <laughs> no, I, I like it. Let's go with Rockefeller. Yeah, okay, locked in Rockefeller Center. I locked in Empire State Building quickly and regretted it, and I locked it in officially and regretted it like five seconds later because I think it's probably the Chrysler Building, uh, but I said Empire State Building. Okay. Uh, the answer is the Empire State Building was built in 1931. However, it was 11 months after the Chrysler Building oh. surpassed 1,000 feet for the first time. As I locked it in. I said I was locked in, and they started talking, and I said, Chrysler Building, oh, my God. It was bad. No, you didn't Damn say me. that. I, we would have heard no, that. No, it, <laughs> it, it was in my heart. The crazy part is, as of uh, 2018, the Chrysler Building is the sixth tallest building in, the United, in, in New York right now. That's just New York. <laughs> So, Dang. all right. Question two category is sciencey type stuff. And science type <laughs> And this question oh. And this question is from <laughs> is from Liz Hudson. So Liz, thank you very much. All right. Thanks Liz. The question is what is the heaviest naturally occurring element? Liz, why are you going to do this to me? <laughs> you know that ain't right. Why are you doing this to me? I was on a chat with Jonathan and Liz the other day, and I was like, I need questions to stump Jonathan. And this is what Liz said. Is it really? Liz, why? (laughs) Liz, you're supposed to be my friend. (laughs) I love you. So, again, the question is, what is the heaviest naturally occurring element? 
I have no idea. I'm locked in. All right, gentlemen, talk it out. <laughs> the looks on all of our faces are amazing. Oh, uh, right now. Are any of you scientists? <sighs> Negative. Negative. No. Nope. I, I, I told Josh the other day, I said, if there's chemistry, you have to take it. Yeah, he did, uh, he did it, say that until I tried to. I'm getting, I'm getting a little thunder with helium. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I so, mean, I wrote down cobalt and iron. Yeah. Do you know if uranium and plutonium are naturally occurring or if those are synthesized? I think they're naturally occurring. And I think that those are further down the periodic table than cobalt or iron. You get down too far, you get like, you know, Rutherfordium and uh, all the all the U's and all the ones that are named for people because they're discovered, not because they're found. If y'all have a good feeling as is to what is that how it works in the periodic table? The lower they are, the heavier, the heavier they, they are. are. The higher oh. the number, the heavier. That's it's the atomic weight. So hydrogen's the lightest element; it's number one. Helium's second lightest; it's number two, yeah. and that's why hydrogen worked so well in a blimp. Right. <laughs> oh, the humanity. The so uh, <laughs> so dead. Awesome. Man. That is so great. You can't just oh, you can't humanity. just talk it. You gotta get into that one. Uh, so, if it's me, I'm going between uranium or plutonium, and I think that uranium is what they made early atomic weapons with because it was easier to work with, or more stable, or maybe. I, and but I think the I think plutonium is used now for that sort of thing, and I think that it's because it makes a bigger boom, which to me thinks that it's heavier. Uh, my my trivia team has a has a thing if uranium's an option, we always go uranium because it was the answer once, and we thought it was too easy game theory, and so um. But I mean, it, I think it's up to you, Josh. Yeah, I trust you. So what you got? Well, then I'll lock in with plutonium. Okay. Jonathan. So I had a very similar internal monologue uh, to Josh, except I believe that plutonium is man-made. I believe that Uh, they started with uranium. They had to have, they had to have one of these things first, right? And I believe the one they had first would be the naturally occurring one. And I believe plutonium was created from uranium. uh, And so I said uranium. All right. And Liz's answer, and it's also the correct answer too, is uranium. Oh. Uranium strikes again. You know what, Liz? You know what I got for you? Uranium is the answer. The right answer. What? Wow. My team is listening to this now and saying, <laughs> "Uranium." <laughs> They're like, "How did you not go uranium, Brad?" It's 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 just what it is, man. It, hey, at least we didn't sound. I mean, you sounded really smart, Josh. Uh, like that's you what I'm going for. At least if I sound <laughs> smart, I can I can end well. So that's that, that's why that's why when I'm silent, it's because I don't want to sound stupid, and I trust you guys. So I'm just gonna put the pen up to my mouth like I'm thinking real hard. <laughs> <laughs> mm. He's even mm. visually making this, mm. making sure that we get the impression. Man, Marcus knows all my tricks. <laughs> All right, your question uh, three category is, to the victors goes the spoils. Who did Rome fight against in the Punic Wars? I'm locked in. Okay. Okay, guys, I, I think I know. Um, Northern Africa, I think it's Carthage. I like it. It sounds good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, right. Hannibal, because it's the whole thing about right. we're in the Punic Wars, Hannibal, he brought the elephants, African elephants, and he went around. Didn't he have to, like, go around and, and come down through the Alps and they lost elephants and all that kind of jazz? I don't know how you lose an elephant. I mean, (laughs) they forgot where they barked it. (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. (sighs) Where's the elephant? Dude, I left it right here. (laughs) He's like, they come out of the bar and one guy taps the other one. He's like, hey, dude, where's my elephant? No, dude, where's my elephant? Where's where's your elephant, dude? (laughs) You had one job. (laughs) um i just i think it's i think it's carthage punic wars uh and hannibal sounds right to me yep is that locked in yeah you're right on the money um so in the first punic war it was hannibal's father hamilcar and he sent his kids over to spain they were they were it was during that time there was an occupation in spain and so they had land there and that's how they ended up having to go across Europe to get to the Alps with the elephants, uh, because that's where Hannibal had been starting from after Hamilcar had been defeated in the first Punic War. So it was the second Punic Wars where Hannibal came into play. So uh, it was definitely Carthage. All right. And the answer is Carthage. Nice job, everybody. Nice. Very, very well done. Good one, Brad. Thanks. All right. After the third round, Jonathan has 60. Josh, Brad, and Marcus have 40. All right. Now it comes time for your 20 juicy points. Ooh, I love those juicy <laughs> points. Mm. All right. Your halftime question is more sports ball. Wow. Yeah. Ah. Sports heavy from Chris. I didn't think it was that sports heavy. There's only been one question. And a, and Plus a warm, the warm it up. Well, that, that was not really sports. That's mascots. Mm-hmm. Every okay. school's okay. got a mascot. Yeah, if you don't think that's sports, there's something wrong with your noggin, All dude. All right. There's something wrong with your medulla oblongata. <laughs> <laughs> your uh, your your halftime question is for five points each. Name the four teams that have lost at least four Super Bowls. It's been a while since I studied Super Bowl stuff. It's uh, I feel like I've got three, and I'm struggling for that <laughs> fourth one. Feel pretty good about this. Oh man, I'm good. <laughs> I'm thinking the good father, not a big football fan. No, I am. I'm a, I'm a Saints fan, but I think we're all clear that that's not. We know it's not one. the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love football. Played in high school. Oh, okay. Too small to play in college and not good enough. <laughs> you played more than I did. I coach high school football right now. Nice. Because I was too small and not good enough to play in college. But I love teaching. It's cool to pass it on. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right. I've watched football on TV because I am not (laughs) athletic enough to play football. But I I enjoy watching it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and lock in with the four that I... Wait a minute. (laughs) He's not locked in yet. Wait a minute. 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 No. No. Great. Now we're going to have lightning in the background or thunder in the background. Thunder rolls. I feel the thunder. And the lightning strikes. All right, I'm locked in. All right. Are you sure this time? No. Are you locked in? Maybe I should change it. Should I change it? No. I think you should keep it. All right. I have no idea what your answers are. I'm locked in. They're circled. Gentlemen, the big three. Feel free to talk about it. All right. Easy one is Buffalo. They 
famously lost okay. four straight. Okay, uh, and they haven't won, yeah. No. Um, my second one is, and I think it's right, the more I thought about it, the more I started to waffle a little bit, but I believe New England. I wrote them down. I, my, my thought process was, you got to be good enough to get there consistently enough that you lose at least four. Well, so they lost last year to Philly. Mm-hmm. They lost to the um, Giants, to the Giants mm-hmm. twice, and then they lost in 1985 to the Bears in the Super Bowl Bears. Twenty. Yep. So like they're one. Don't forget 1996 to the Packers. Oh yeah, also oh, that. Well, there, there we go. We got Gotta love when the Patriots lose a Super Bowl. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> celebrate these moments. Yes. Well, when you come in within one yard of beating them, it's uh, very heartbreaking. That's y'all's fault. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> So I, at least for I, us, when when we got hosed, we got hosed by the referees because Miles Jack was not down. Nope, he's still up. <laughs> that man hasn't put his knees down since that game. Exactly. Definitely not down. Yeah, we got hosed by the referees in Super Bowl Forty. So I mean, we Super Bowl uh, Forty. Nobody remembers yeah, that when crap. We lost the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so New England's one. Denver. Because they never won one until late in Elway's career. But I'm trying to think. I know they lost to the Redskins. They got clobbered by San Francisco. And I will, that might only be three, though. What about uh, Cowboys or the 49ers? Just another I logic. Had, you have to get there. I had both of them down also. See, San Francisco, they lost to Baltimore. Gosh, they won so much in the 80s. I'm trying to... That's why I put Steelers down, too, because I know they've gone a lot, but they won yes. a lot, too. Yes. Um, okay. Pittsburgh lost to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. They lost to the Cowboys. The Oklahoma State Cowboys? <laughs> Sorry, you missed the, you missed the, we, did a, we did a sports mascots uh, in the warm-up College question. mascots. Yeah, yeah. So that oh, was I'm very sad about that. I know, dude. We were like, oh, crap. This was his category. Yep. Sadness. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything. You, you so know you, a lot you more pick, about you this pick Marcus. Yeah, Marcus, you pick. I, I had the Bills and the Patriots. That's all. Yeah. I have. So you fill in. Okay. Like those two. Yeah. One second. So we'll go. So, all right. We're gonna lock in with Buffalo, New England, Dallas, and Pittsburgh. Okay, Jonathan. So I have one advantage over Marcus, even though he knows plenty of football. Sure. I'm old. You are old. Marcus is clearly not old. That's so he, true. He doesn't remember or didn't learn about Fran Tarkenton's futility with the Vikings. Uh, so See, but I said I do know about Fran. I will. Uh, I said uh, the Bills, the Vikings, the Patriots. Those were my definites. And then I was in a f- fight with myself over the Broncos or the Chiefs. The Broncos lost recently to the Seahawks and at least twice with Elway in the 80s slash early 90s. I couldn't remember if it was three or not. I hoped for it. So I said the Broncos for my fourth. Okay. The answer is the Buffalo Bills, the New England Patriots, Dan Lundberg's Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) You're welcome, Dan. (laughs) Oh, I love it when you get salty and rub it in. And the final answer, the Denver Broncos. It's okay. Got two of them. So, Jonathan, after halftime, where are we at? Uh, it's 80 to 50. I'm in the lead at the moment. Okay, gentlemen, let's see if we can catch you guys back up. Round, oh I feel boy. like you're working against me, Chris. I yeah. am. I actually am. I'm rooting for them. 
Yeah. Next category is James hey, Bond. I'd like you to know. <laughs> I, I want you to know. I'm rooting for me. Okay, fair okay, enough. Okay, just making sure. All right, that is the end of the first half. Now, we don't have an advertisement for the second half, uh, so I do want to do just a simple plug, for those of you who aren't aware of it, for the Trivial Warfare Army Facebook group. The reason I share that is that the Facebook group tends to add so much more to the Trivial Warfare experience for uh, people who are listening. Uh, That's where a lot of the friendships are made. I tell you, it's funny. Uh, I get good feedback from people saying it really feels like that the group is friends with the people who come on. And the fact is that a lot of times we are because we get to know them on the Facebook group. And so a lot of the patrons who come on the show are people whose names I know, who I've interacted with directly. Uh, and so it's a great way to get to know other people who are like you and are enjoying the show. Uh, and also to get to communicate with me, and Carmela and Chris and Ben uh, so it's just an outstanding place uh, to find that. Just search for Trivial Warfare Army in your Facebook search bar and then join up. Uh, and for the record, you do not have to be a patron to join the Army group on Facebook. That's a completely free benefit of being a fan of Trivial Warfare. Okay. All right. Let's get on to the second half. All right. Well, this is the part of the show where Chris uh, dreads it. Oh, Chris is good. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Round four. Question one, in its usual spot for when I host, the category is musical lyrics or why, dear God, is Chris rapping? And I'd like to point out that I declare, through the power vested in me as the owner of this podcast, these points for this question are juicy. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering where you're going with that. Okay. I'm always down for juicy points. So, everybody, I want you to name this 1971 rock song by the following lyrics. (sighs) <sighs> is, that, is that how it starts no no it's just i don't know why i do this to myself because you don't ask me to do this i love it okay here we go namaste all right and it's whispered that soon if we call the tune when the pied piper will lead us to reason and it's a new day will dawn for those who stand long and the forest will echo with laughter now let me repeat it in english all right and it's whispered that soon, if we all call the tune, well, then the piper will lead us to reason. I'm locked in. Oh, really? Dude, I was locked in after the rap. Oh, Lord. And a new day will dawn for those who stand long, and the forest will echo with laughter. Guys, um, I think it is um, this is the one that's played backwards. Uh Led Zeppelin, um, is it Stairway to Heaven? I don't have any like, idea what the words are to Stairway to Heaven. It's well, like, I mean, apart from, from when he whispers, says Stairway to Heaven. But. It's like, in the whispers, for all called to tune, something a Piper. I, I'm really doing that bad. I'm, but uh, I, I know there's Pipers. It sounds familiar to me. It was New Day Will Dawn for those who stand long. Yeah, it's 71, uh, yeah. Yeah, do that. Yeah, lock it. that feels good to me. I'm looking forward to Jonathan singing Stairway to Heaven. That's that's Led Zeppelin, but um That's a different song that he was just song. doing. Yeah. <laughs> throw us off. Have we I think he's throwing us off. I think he's throwing us off. Go for it. Uh, let's stairway to heaven. 
Stairway to heaven locked in. Okay. They're locked in, Jonathan. And she's buying a stairway to heaven. And the answer is Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Well done, gentlemen. Nice, Brad. Nice. You, got, you, you chose like that. one of the really high parts. There was no way I could do that. All right. So uh, let's go into question two. Your category is historical geography. Geography. Geography right. of the historical <laughs> of, the his- <laughs> of the historical quality. <laughs> question is, what city was ruled by King Hammurabi? What city was ruled by King Hammurabi? Wow, I don't have any idea. I loved his code, though. Actually, I didn't love his code. I was going to say, really? I'm out of here. <laughs> eye for an eye? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. What city? That's all we get? That is all you get. It's not another one of Liz's questions, is it? No, this was all me. All right. I'm spending too much time trying to guess something that I just don't know. I don't remember what's... I don't even know... What civilization Hammurabi was from? That's um, so it's it's highly unlikely that I guess this correctly. So I'm going to pick my ancient city. Read the question one more time. Absolutely. What city was ruled by the king Hammurabi? What city? Yes. I'm going to pick my ancient city, and I am locked in. And just FYI, it's not Wakanda. Like, which was my... I was just... <sighs> Did I steal it from you? <laughs> Dang it, Marcus, I'm Thank sorry. You. Thank uh, you for your help. Hammurabi, to me, I think was a pharaoh. No. And pharaoh says Egypt to me. No? I, You're I saying no so. right off. I think it's uh, it's uh, Mesopotamia area, like Sanskrit. That's what I'm getting. Maybe Babylon. Um, I don't think Hammurabi. It's like the law, right? Like Hammurabi's law. I just have this association with Sanskrit, like the Fertile Crescent, which I guess Egypt is in that, but it's more towards like where Iraq would be, like Tigris and Euphrates rivers, right? And, and that's Babylon, right? And I like Babylon because it's a historical city. Because it's not there anymore. Well, I don't think I don't think there's a city of Babylon anymore, is there? And no, uh, they might have like something else in this place, but there's definitely like Cairo and right, and, and those still there. So um, you guys are you guys are agreeing with each other? Yeah, I like Babylon. Go for it. Okay, we're locking in with Babylon. Okay, Jonathan. I had a heart and head situation here. My head was telling me Nineveh, which fits in the Fertile Crescent region. It was it was part of the Persian. Uh, it was actually an ancient city to the Persians when they were going through their stuff with, with Cyrus the Great and Darius and those guys. But I didn't think that you would ask that question if Nineveh was the answer. I went with Damascus as my locked-in answer. Okay. And the answer is Babylon. Ah, dang it. Nice. Nice. That was a really good poll, guys. When you said it, I thought to myself, man, I really screwed the pooch here because... I didn't consider Babylon as a city. I was just kind of lumping it in with the Persian Empire, and that's why it never came up in my thought. Good job. Yeah. Nice. All right. Your uh, question three category is forgotten quotes. The question is, I'm going to give you the forgotten second line of a very famous quote that was said on April 13th, 1970. I want you to tell me what the famous first line was. The second line is, 
We've had a Man B bus undervolt. Come again? We've had a Man B bus undervolt. I'm locked in. What was the famous first line? And Jonathan's locked in. Is it? Is it? I'm thinking Houston. We have a problem. We've had a Man B bus oh. undervolt. I mean, Houston. We have a problem. Was that an actual quote, or was that something that was from the movie? No, I think it is an actual quote. Um, and I mean, it fits the time period. It's. Yep. I mean, it's very recognizable. You wouldn't know the second part, but he said that. That's just what I got. I got eighty percent thunder. Uh, no, you say that with the the date. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so Go we're locking it. in with Houston. We have a problem. Jonathan. Houston, we have a problem. Okay. It was said by John, Jim Lovell on Apollo 13, nice. and it is Houston. We've had a problem. Well done, nice. both of y'all. All right. All right, Jonathan, that's the end of the fourth round. What do we got point-wise? Uh, well, this was a great round for Marcus, Josh, and Brad. Let's see here. At the end of this round, they have 80 points. Uh, Jonathan has 100. 100 to 80. All right, so you guys did a little catch-up work. Going into round five, your question one category is diseases. Yeah. Your question- All right. Go disease. <laughs> yes. Juice. Juicy. Yeah. No, it, your ca- you your juicy not, category is diseases. Want juicy diseases. Nobody wants that. No, sir. All right. Do you want zombies? Because that's how you get zombies. <laughs> All right, so your question is, uh, cholera is an infection affecting what organ? I've got my guess locked in. Gentlemen. What do you guys got? The first, the first thing I thought was stomach or intestines. But I... Is this, is this one of the things you died of on the organ trail? It is. Yes. Yes. It must be okay. the anus. Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> um, the answer must be... So, uh, what about eyes? I just, I, I, I don't know why. I mean, obviously, stomach would be the most likely. I mean, dysentery would be the stomach one, too. So, if yeah. you're doing Oregon Trail, you maybe want something else. Eyes doesn't feel right to me. Okay. I wrote um, down lungs or liver is also what I wrote down. God. Not a whole lot behind it. It's just, I'm trying to write anything that kind of trigger something yeah i've never had this because mm, you exist <laughs> <laughs> have we proven that do you think <laughs> am i am i real <laughs> so i mean uh yeah uh all, all i was thinking was like i just see like crusty eyes but um maybe uh, that's totally something different maybe crusty eyes pink eye conjunctivitis is okay gotcha the eyes i don't know i if you if you feel that good is, about my stomach. instinct is digestive something okay and uh, well, i just want to do i just it. don't know what part that would be i stomach would be what i would go with you want to go abdomen and see if you <laughs> That's not a that's not an organ. Um, it's just this, body and organ, or do we need to be more specific than that? Uh, what organ? Your insides, <laughs> your innards. <laughs> okay, uh, so you want to let's. I like do stomach. Stomach. Okay. stomach. okay. All right, lock it out. All right, Jonathan. They see crusty eyes. I see crusty clowns. <laughs> wow, that was really well done. I had to work for that. I guessed lungs. Okay. 
The answer is, and the gentlemen were close, but no cigar, the small intestine. Mm. Trust me, you do not want cholera. I'm not going to read off what <laughs> happened, but so you I was do right not about want anus? You know, yeah. in the Oregon Trail, it's always the anus because you can kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Your question two category is musical tribond. And gentlemen, I'm going to give you three album names. I want you to name the music, artist, or band that released those three albums. Okay? Okay. First one is 21st Century Breakdown. Second one, Nimrod. And the final one, International Super Hits. I'm locked in. Yes, I can lock this in if you'd like. Well, actually, you can talk about it. Jonathan's already locked in. Okay. It's Green Day, right? Yeah, Nim- I knew Nimrod. Yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, but that's the only is one it- I knew. It just just to make sure, um, is it not because he said artists connecting them or bands? And what was read the question again? So I'm going to give you three album names. I want you to name the music artist or band that has released okay. those three albums. Okay, you know all three of them were Green Day and not just the lead singer doing a solo act at some point. Can you can you say the third one again? I did stop listening after you said Nimrod. Yeah, the other questions were 21st Century Breakdown, Nimrod, okay. and International Super Hits. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure that's Green Day. Okay, yeah. just making sure. Okay, locked in. All right. Yes, Jonathan. All right, Green Day. Answer is Green Day. Well done. Nice. Your third question and uh, round five. The category is Urge Overkill, and the question is: What Russian cleric was poisoned, shot, and drowned on December thirtieth, nineteen sixteen? I'm locked in. Yeah, y'all know yeah. it. It's Rasputin. That's right. He had to be yep. killed t- three, three yeah. times. Yeah. Yep. And and he's got a really good stout named after him. <laughs> it Old is Rasputin. Absolutely. Old Rasputin. Locked yeah, in that, Rasputin. That's our answer. Once again, that's how you get zombies. Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was Rasputin. <laughs> and the answer is Rasputin. Well done. <laughs> well, and, and you and you say, do you want zombies? Let's be clear. If it's like your classic inching around zombies, I'm cool with that. 28 days later, zombies where they are full sprinting. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. In that world, I am done for so fast. It's ridiculous. <laughs> World War Z zombies. I, no I like way. To be clear, I'm not okay with any form. Of gonna... <laughs> uh, all right. That was a fast fifth round, Jonathan. After the fifth round, Jonathan has 120. Josh, Brad, and Marcus have 100. All right. They're creeping up behind you, man. Okay. Your uh, question. Do the creep. What? Okay. <laughs> that's actually a good question. What, do, what movie director was uh, in the video uh, or was it named after? All right. Round six. Your question Don one Lars. category is more science. 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 An additional nature. <laughs> additional science. What is the male part of a flower called? I get this wrong every time. Every <laughs> time I get it wrong. Oh, no. Spirit. <laughs> I'm glad I have a 20-point lead right now. <laughs> I'm locked in. Wow, that was angry. I'm frustrated with this question. <laughs> You'd think I'd remember no, it. I stink at science questions. I usually stick for easy ones, and you're, like, angry. All right, gentlemen, what do you have? I wrote down stamen. I did not write that down. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you He's like, that I'm not going to say it out loud because at the <laughs> risk of sounding dumber than all I already do, 
So yeah, what what okay, Josh I, said. So oh, I know ova or ovum or something is the female. Is it pistula? Stamen? It's not pistula. I, you don't I, hear I, that. I got, I got nothing. No, no. I'm saying I got I got nothing on that. Ova. I wouldn't have even thought that was a flower part. The, yeah, I think I think so. I think it's like the female part, but it, I mean, it's Latin what, for egg. But flowers don't reproduce by egg. Would it also mean point. seed in some way? Maybe. Did uh? So you are you? Do you have any thunder behind uh, stamen? Not a lot. If pistula is a is a plant term, I would like that. Crap. I'm sorry. I think we're like at the same thunder level on two different. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is no thunder. <laughs> we're at the same level, which is I don't have any. Yeah, right. I, I, yeah. Um, I've got nothing. What you got? You guys. To me, either of those could sound like a correct answer. So at this point, we one of you's got a. I don't even like saying the word thunder. Can we come up with something else? <laughs> Just to not reference Oklahoma. We got, lightning. <laughs> we got lightning. We got a bag of nunder. Nunder. <laughs> um, you wanna? You wanna? Do you wanna? Uh, paper, rock, scissors. Absolutely. Yeah. Breaking an internal okay. tie. I like it. I, I know. Woo! Right. I, On shoot. Right. Uh, it's uh one time, not two out of three. Here we go. All right. Paper, rock, scissors, shoot. All right. Okay. Oh, scissors, scissors. Brad wins. All right, pistula. so pistula. All right. I think I think Jonathan was too happy about me winning. I'm worried. No, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know who had won. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, what'd you have? It was either the pistol or the stamen. I get it wrong every time. This time I chose pistol. Okay. And the answer is stamen. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Every time. I think I think that the last time I guessed stamen, and every time I hadn't, I had just been remembering my internal discussions. Sorry. Uh, it's always fun to break Sorry. Jonathan's spirit. Sorry. I'm so good well, how do you feel about Josh? Poor Josh. Not only did he miss the question, but he, he lost, lost rock, the, paper, scissors. He did. He I lost did. in Rochambeau. All well, right. He didn't, he didn't lose Rochambeau. That's totally different. All right. Yeah, that's uh yeah. that's unfortunate. <laughs> anyway. Okay, your uh, question two category is world capitals. Uh, I'm going to spell this after I say it. Uh, Doa. <laughs> Washington. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> may, I, may I say my question, please? Sure. All right. Doha is the capital city of what Middle Eastern country? And it's spelled D-O-H-A. Oh, my answer is Doha. <laughs> D-O-A. Thanks, Homer. Dead on arrival. Oh, so this is Doha. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now it is. <laughs> I don't know, Chris. I know a couple that it's not. And I don't even know how you define Middle Eastern. How are you defining Middle Eastern? You know, the middle part of the United States. No, I'm, ser- I'm being serious. No, I mean, how how can I describe that question without giving it away? I, so what I'm asking is... Did you use a reference to say, okay, this is Middle Eastern? Because some people, the reason I ask is some people include the top half of Africa as part of Middle Eastern. Like you'll hear somebody say, is mm. um, Algeria Middle Eastern or not, right? Or Libya. Okay. And some people include some of the stands that are a little bit further east. And so it's hard to figure out what you're, con- what you're considering Middle East to be okay. in your question. I chose the traditional term for Middle East. Okay. 
Does that answer your question? Sure. Okay. Egypt is, in particular, a hard one to define whether it's in the Middle East or not. True. Go with Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've locked in my guess. Well, no, it's not Israel. Right. I don't think I've got it's... a lot that it isn't. Okay, you you name all your knots. Uh, it's not Iran. It's not Iraq. Afghanistan. It's not Jordan. I don't think. No, it's not Jordan. I don't think it's Lebanon or or Palestine. What would Palestine? And that's like right there. I know it's on the border of Israel or Jerusalem. And what about Pakistan, Marcus? That was coincidentally the only country I put down because obviously some of the ones that he named already, it definitely wasn't. It's actually the only one I wrote down because it's the only one that is well known enough that I actually don't know the capital. Okay. But is that is that far enough to the east that it's not the Middle East anymore? I mean, it's right. It's it's right. It's right between India. Afghanistan and India. I, I, th- I think Pakistan would be considered part of the Middle East. So um, I say we go with Pakistan. As good as the answer as any. No, I can't think of anything else. So Okay, locked in with Pakistan. Okay, Jonathan. I think you might be right. I, I For me, it came down between um, Lebanon and Oman, and I guessed Oman, but I'd feel better if I had said Pakistan. Okay. And the answer is Qatar. Is it really? Yes. Uh, I thought it was Cutter mm. City. Mm-mm, it's not. I had Cutter on my list and I scratched it out because I thought it was Cutter City. Dang it. It's Kuwait City up. for yeah, Kuwait, but not. Darn it. Ooh. I feel like Yosemite Sam right now. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was really good. That was really good. Okay. <laughs> All right. So your final question going into well i guess it's the last question in the sixth round going into the final question is categories movies your question is what is the name of the college in the movie animal house <laughs> it's just college <laughs> yeah you think it's it's he's wearing the shirt it's just college i'm glad that i have that lead at this point i've got my guess i don't think it's right but i'm locked in my dad always used to say he would meet people and he'd say Ron Doyle, Rush Chairman, damn glad to meet you. <laughs> what our buddy Kel does every time we see him. Yeah, yeah. That's like the one quote. Uh, I think there's something with like double secret suspension. Double secret probation. Yeah. Probation. Probation. Is it just, is it just state? Yeah, state. Or, wait, is he, did he lock in already? Yeah, he's, he's locked, locked in. in. He's good. You guys. Oh, no, okay. anything you say, I'm going to use against you. <laughs> with his wrong I answer pulled over, i got pulled over this morning by the way that was fun oh man did you really yeah you should have tried to talk to them through your headphones it would have gone through like uh 30 minutes <laughs> before you could talk to the cop if i talk to a cop for that long i'm going to jail <laughs> or what is it where a papa john's uh, uh yeah, right keep a pizza shirt in your back back seat Josh, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm just for some reason the state like like some kind of generic thing. Yeah, but, before uh, the show, Chris let me borrow his bag of nothing because I. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't need it back. By the way, you can keep it. <laughs> he stretched it, no, it out. I, I have. I, I felt this. I felt the same as far as a a generic term like, just like state. State sounds 
about right for something just really super generic. Because, I mean, obviously the college shirt is funny, but I do think it's something generic. And if you feel good about state, then... That's the only thing I got. All right, let's do it. Okay, locked in with just state. Okay, Jonathan. Oh, that sounds like a good answer. I guessed Amherst. Okay, an actual college. So (laughs) the answer is, I'm sorry, it is not state. It's definitely not Amherst. The answer is Faber College. Faber. Faber. Oh, Oh, that does sound familiar. That was not happening. All right, going into the final. The scores are 120 to 100. Jonathan is a 20-point lead. Okay. Your gauntlet category is Jonathan's got a new home. And please note that I put home in parentheses. So that means home shows up in every answer? That is like correct. Jeopardy? That is correct. Were those parentheses or quotes? Air qu- oh, you're right. Air quotes. <laughs> no, he put them in parentheses. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that just looks wrong. That just looks totally wrong. Anyway, I put you it- never. For the record, never use air parentheses, folks. <laughs> it, it looks totally different. Anyway, again, Jonathan's got a new home, and home is in air parentheses. Quotes, dude. Quotes. Oh, qu- qu- I did it again. <laughs> air quotes. People air quotes. The street doing this. <laughs> oh, I like big parentheses, and I cannot lie. Hey, y'all, there was a small mistake. It turns out the word home does not appear in each answer. So I wanted to uh, make sure you knew that before you started the gauntlet. Good luck. All right, my wager is locked in. I will write it down and lock that in. All right. Your, f- your first question's category is department of what? And this question is from Liz Hudson. So, Liz, thank you very much. Oh, is this one of the stumpers? Well, we'll find out in just Liz. a minute. <laughs> the question is, what former governor of Pennsylvania was the first secretary of the Department of Homeland Security established in, 20, in 2002? A name just appeared in my head. I don't know who this person is, but it floated, so I wrote it down and locked it in. Okay. Gentlemen. Okay, locked in. Category uh, two is music. Homeward Bound was a number five song on the U.S. Billboard Top 100 in 1966. By what famous musical duo? And I'm locked in. Lock that in. Okay. The uh, third category is civil rights. Homer Plessy's landmark case, Plessy versus Ferguson, was due to his arrest for sitting in a seat in a whites-only train car in what southern state? I'm locked in. We are locked in. So we'll now go over each of the questions, and uh, John- and you guys will give your answer, and Jonathan will give their answer, Okay. So the first question was, what former governor of Pennsylvania was the first secretary of the Department of Homeland Security established in 2002? So uh, Brad, Marcus, Josh, what did you guys have? We had a whole lot of nothing. We locked in with Johnson. Okay. The very historical figure Johnson. Okay, going for a lucky Johnson. Got it. Jonathan, what did you write? I had nothing as well, and then... A names started coming through, and then the name Ashcroft popped up, and that sounded okay. So I said Ashcroft. Okay. Second question is in music. Homeward Bound was a number five song on the U.S. Billboard Top 100 in 1966 by what famous musical duo? Jonathan, what'd you have this time? We said Simon and Garfunkel. 
Okay. Good job, Jonathan. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. So Sitting in a railway station, got a ticket for my destination. Mm-hmm. I went with Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. The final question was in civil rights. Homer Plessy's landmark case, Plessy versus Ferguson, was due to his arrest on for sitting in a seat in a whites-only train car in what southern state? Gentlemen, what did you guys have? We said Missouri. Okay. Jonathan. I took my guess and said Mississippi. Okay. So we're going to start mm. with the music question first. The answer is Simon and Garfunkel. Well done. I wish I was right. homeward, homeward bound. bound. The first secretary of the Department of Homeland Security in 2002. Thank you again, Liz, for this question. Is Tom Ridge. Oh, Tom gosh. Ridge. Richard no. Ashcroft <laughs> was the attorney general during that time. Oh, that's where the name came from. And the sub- I didn't know Ridge. And Homer Plessy and Plessy versus Ferguson. Homer Plessy was actually arrested in the great state of Louisiana. Oh, oh! <laughs> oh boy. So. Oh, that burns. Oh, that burns. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was I'm like, sorry. I was like, man, I probably asked the wrong question for the gauntlet on that one. Now I'm okay. So anyway, all right. So Jonathan, so we need to go down to points. It so comes down to wagers. I can tell you guys this, Jonathan. What did you bet? I bet pretty big. I bet fifty-one points. So Oof. I'm going to finish the game with sixty-nine points on the nose. Okay. So gentlemen, as long as you bet less than thirty-one points, you're gonna be the winners today. What did you wager? We did not wager less than. <laughs> oh no. Oh. oh. We uh, we thought you would bid small, and uh, we were thinking of bidding to cover in case we both got it right, but then we figured, why not go for it? <laughs> that classic but not trap. All the way. It's a trap. But not all the way, because I went for it last time and ended with zero. I felt like I needed something. We bet 99 of our 100 oh, points. They had 99 problems in this game. And a win ain't one. That's right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, the final score of 69 to 1, Jonathan, is victorious. Wow. Nice job, Jonathan. Good job, guys. Good game. Good job, Jonathan. That was fun. All right, guys. So we are going to read a couple of reviews first up. Uh, we have one from one of my favorite people. Aaron on the Rocks gives us 10 out of 10 orange cats. Ooh. That's a lot of orange cats. That is a lot I mean, of that's orange. A lot. Uh, it feels like playing trivia with my friends at our local bar, except usually I'm listening at work when I can't, where I can't get too excited about knowing answers and don't typically have a drink nearby. <laughs> uh, intelligent discussion of interesting questions, solid rapport among players, predictable format if you're into that sort of thing, and occasionally cats. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron, so much. Uh, we have a review by Captain Raymond Morse. Captain Morse says, love the show. It keeps me laughing and thinking during my long days at work. The hoops I had to jump through to get a review posted were crazy. Silly iTunes with a Windows-based PC. I'm so glad I found this podcast and look forward to every Sunday now, knowing that Monday morning at work is going to be fun thanks to this. Thank you very much, Captain. And last but not least, we have... Murray Mo, Murray Moe says, best trivia podcast out there. Uh, this is such a fun show to listen to. The questions aren't so hard to the point of being discouraging, but they're not too easy to make you feel like it isn't a challenge. I can't fit regular pub trivia into my schedule most weeks, but this is almost as good. Arguably, sometimes better. <laughs> uh, sometimes. Sometimes. 
Uh, I'd like to get to the point where I can start contributing, but alas, I have to save up for law school right now. And that is more important. I'm going to be honest with you. That's me talking. That is totally more important. Yep. Uh, I have started making myself wait to listen to the podcast until I'm at the gym. Seeing a new episode in my feed honestly gives me enough motivation to actually go. And it's the best way to distract myself from the tough parts of my workout, as well as feeling like I got a mental workout too. I recently joined the Facebook group and that has been a joy. The TWA team does such a great job of making everyone feel included and not judged if you mess something up. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but the community aspect is what sets Trivial Warfare apart. Thanks to the main four for doing all that you do and keep up the great work. Hashtag Team Jonathan. Hashtag But Really Team Everyone. Very nice. Thank you very much. Thank you. That is awesome. Very cool. All right. Next up, I want to do our promotions in the Trivial Warfare Army. Uh, first up, we have a new captain. It is Stacy Melquist. Thank you so much, Stacy. Welcome aboard. Rachel Darris has joined us as a new lieutenant. Thank you, Rachel. Really appreciate you. Kyle Matthews is also a new lieutenant. Welcome, Kyle. Last but not least, a big welcome and thank you to Rob Warman. So there's a couple of really cool things here uh, in the story about Rob, uh, who is a new colonel, by the way. That's what's, whew, man. Uh, Rob is a recent six-game winner on this season of Jeopardy. So first off, congratulations, Rob. Well done, my friend. This is more than a golf clap, but my kid's asleep, and I don't want to wake him up. (laughs) So first of all, that's awesome. That's incredible. Uh, Second, and I can't find the message where I got this. It was either an email or message, or I don't know what it was. But my understanding of the story here is that you were introduced to the show in the green room at Jeopardy by one of our other warheads, C. Robert Dimitri. I can barely describe how much I love that because something that's always been a dream of mine is for at the studios at Jeopardy for the people who are there to play the game, who we all know love trivia. It's my desire for them to find out about our show as well. And to hear that people are discovering trivial warfare while recording Jeopardy and getting prepared for Jeopardy. That's the best thing ever. So this is like a a full circle dream for me that this is happening right now. And I love it. Love it. Love it. So welcome, Rob. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Dimitri, as well. Out in L.A., you are killing it. And uh, also congratulations to uh, to Mr. Dimitri on his win as well. Fabulous. Uh, So, guys, thank you so much. Truly appreciate you. Just awesome. If you want to be like these awesome people and help support the show, you can do that at TrivialWarfareArmy.com. All right. So we like to let everybody have a chance to do shout outs or to uh, champion a cause while they're here. So, Brad, let's start with you, my man. Awesome. You know, here in Louisiana and um, close to Baton Rouge, and um, as you know, I got the Louisiana question wrong, but um, in, a, in, a, in a cause close to my heart here in Baton Rouge is the Metanoia House. It's a safe house for for girls rescued from sex slavery, and um, and we're having a fundraiser. If you're in Baton Rouge area in Louisiana, you can come out August 26th to the Varsity Theater for that, but I, I know that in major cities, in most cities, there is uh, safe houses, um, and so find that. Just search, you know, safe houses for girls rescued from sex slavery and support your local one. Ours here in Louisiana is the Metanoia Manor. So, um, so that's what I want to support. Yeah, absolutely. That's Thank phenomenal. You for sharing that. Yes. All right. 
Josh, it is your turn to promote a cause or do shout outs, my friend. Who would you like to mention? Well, first, I'd like to uh, shout out to my wife and kids who gave me a quiet house today to to record a podcast in. Um, giving up a giving up a weekend when it's not the school year is a is a it's a precious time. So I like to thank them for that. And I also want to piggyback on uh, what Brad said. the The local uh, uh, organization in our area is called REST. It stands for Real Escape from the Sex Trade. Um, and it's, uh, it's also another wonderful organization for helping people get out of, um, out of that type of uh, slavery. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Uh, and Marcus, you're going to wrap us up, my friend. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you guys having me. This was awesome, despite uh, <laughs> the difficulties <laughs> that I had over on this end. But um, what I really wanted to uh, talk about, like I mentioned earlier, I, I coach high school football. It's my passion. You know, I have r- r- my regular job, but I uh, I coach. And just this last couple of years, the numbers are down in football. And I want people to uh, to know that I I understand. And football will always be a physical game. It's it's not uh, it's not and it will never not be that. But man, there's so much awareness now. Uh, us as coaches. Have required classes to teach a safer way to tackle, to teach the game to be safer, and I just encourage parents to not be scared off necessarily by things that are real things. Concussions are real. Uh, that all of that stuff is is very true. But there's so much awareness now that the game is safer than it's ever been, and it's not just about football. Like we coach these kids and you know, it's high school. A lot of these kids will never go on to do much beyond that. Cause that's just the statistics of it. But if we can make them better young men and therefore better men and women, you know, we had actually a couple of girls play last year. Um, if we can make them better people and teach them life lessons through the sport, uh, it's just something that I really, uh, am passionate about. And I think that it's football's gotten an, a bad rap lately, but it's, it's safer than it's ever been. And I would, encourage even flag football just get kids out there playing good job thank you so much all right and that is going to wrap us up so for marcus for brad and josh and chris my name is jonathan and this has been another episode of trivial warfare where it's not just trivia it's war bye guys take care everybody thank you for listening to trivial warfare to learn more about the show and become a warhead yourself visit TrivialWarfare.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or in any other good podcast app. And find us on Facebook or Twitter by searching Trivial Warfare. Warm It Up was written and performed by Matthew Stevens. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. If you need help with your podcast, find it at ProPodcastingServices.com. I did finish my soup. Y'all saw me drink it like a cocktail. You really kind of were. Shots. I've never, I've never, (laughs) I've never actually sipped sausage before. It was an unusual experience. How did that go? Uh, It's not settling well. I'll be honest with you. Okay, now we have your new intro. (laughs) (laughs) Andouille's really spicy. It is super spicy, dude. But when it's It's done right, it is so good. Absolutely, but it's one of those like don't burp in someone's face after it gets. <laughs> that is, Andouille burps are the worst. <laughs> Make your eyes water. 
I really wish that could be the show title because that would be awesome. Well, you never know. Don't burp in someone's face. No, Andouille burps. <laughs> uh, Andouille burps are the worst. It's hard to get good Andouille up here. See, I can't even call them juicy points because I didn't get 20. They were they were moist points. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not call them that. <laughs> I don't think moist points are going to take off. <laughs> okay. I just think ju- I think juicy it's, it's should be reserved. Oh my God, are you okay? Matt, Brad, are, you still are you all right? I think so. That wow, hurt, dude. That was funny. That's not good. Are you uh, okay? 